0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. As ever, I am a West Brom fan and I'm joined by a Wolves fan. But JB, this week's a little bit different. Um, We might ruffle a few feathers by being an Albion fan and a Wolves fan on a podcast. We're going to stretch our reach of feather ruffling a little bit further this week. Because who do we have on the podcast, JB? So we've got my
1: good pal, Kirko. Good evening, Kirko.
2: Evening. Evening. How are you?
1: I'm good, mate. Are you?
2: Yeah, we're good. All good.
1: Good. So, the the, the, the quick story is, I've known Kirko a long time. Uh, top bloke. Very knowledgeable around football. Um, big Villa fan, as you'll get to know throughout the podcast.
0: Bit of and, an oxymoron, and, Knowledgeable Villa fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we started you'll, early doors. You, you'll yes.
1: get used to this, Kirko. You'll get used to this, Kirko. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I was really keen to get him on, uh, p- particularly this week with, with what's coming up. Um, and he... Perfectly obliged, so welcome, Kirko. I hope you have a good one.
2: Yeah, that's no, right. It's, um, if anything unites you know, Wolves and uh, West Brom, it's Hayden Villa, so glad to be here. Certainly. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. True. <laughs> it's it's very true.
0: It's the same it's way true. that we, we have a, a strange affiliation with Blues. It's never that nasty until we play them. Because everyone hates Villa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So naturally, guys, anyone listening to this podcast, uh, unless they've got Tunnel Vision on a huge uh, relegation six-pointer for Albion, anyone listening will know that Villa play Wolves this weekend, and that's why we've got Kirko on. Um, We did search high and low for a knowledgeable Villa fan, uh, but Kirko was the best we could do. There aren't many (laughs) of them. Um, So we will start Kirko with... A little bit of a rundown of how Villa's season's going. Really, give me a number out of ten. Obviously, started like a, a house on fire, and it's sort of slowed down a bit. Mm. G- give me a rating out of ten, Kirko, for Villa's season so far.
2: Uh, I'd, I'd say a strong, a strong seven, mm-hmm. seven and a half, maybe. Uh, like you said, we started off really well. Um, you know, that that result against Liverpool was was phenomenal. It was, it was it was up there. Like
1: Ludicrous. we had
2: one of our best days, and Liverpool seemed to have one of their worst days. Um, and yeah, I think I think we've we've uh, during the transfer window we've bought really well. You know, Barkley coming in has, has been an absolute godsend because that's takes a much that...
0: better signing than I thought it was going to be. What a cracking yeah, yeah. moment that is.
2: Yeah, it takes that pressure off Grealish a little bit. Um, takes it away from him. Let Let him do his. You know the thing that Greenish loves to do, which I'm sure you will agree, is not diving, and it allows him to kind of free up that little bit of space <laughs> and and do it that way. When as Barkley drives us forward, we've not we've not really had that before. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's been really good.
0: Now Barkley looks a bit like his old self, a bit like the Barkley who left Everton. To be honest, it does. Uh,
2: yeah, I think um, I think after that, you know, it, we lost against uh, Brighton, unfortunately, um, Southampton as well, which if you take it back and say, oh, if we lose to Liverpool like we, we may have everyone predicted, would you then take the two wins against Southampton and Brighton? You probably would, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, um, definitely. So, yeah, sure. I think,
2: sure. yeah, it yeah. Swings, swings and roundabouts.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's the nature of the beast, really, when when you're in that second season. You've got to sort of look up the table, look for those big results, but uh, you've also mm. got to keep an eye on the trapdoor. And I'm, I'm sure every Villa fan... Is just thinking 40 points. Well, it won't be 40 points this season, but every Villa fan's just thinking, just survive again.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I would agree. Every yeah, sensible Villa fan. Both of them. All two of us, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, no, I, th- I think that's probably fair. I think the 0.5, 7.5 is good. That extra 0.5, yeah. just because of that absolutely ludicrous result against Liverpool, that'll live mm. long in the memory. I, th- I think that does deserve a 0.5 on its own.
1: I, th- I, feel, I think it's the way that the Villa have come in and almost... The, the ch- I don't know if Ness Kirker can correct me on this, but I'll be honest, I haven't watched a huge amount of Villa because my weekends now are literally focused on Wolves and Albion. I never thought I'd get to the point where I have to watch Albion every weekend, to be weird, honest. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <Yeah>. really <laughs> weird. but from what I've seen and what I've read and things like that is, is you've become a lot more rigid and the players become a lot more fluid. I feel like last year you were just... I'd have fancied the winding i to have a go at the bit of last year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just in terms of how exposed you were all the time. Like, you just yeah. knew you were going to concede all the time. And for as good as Greenish was going forward, like you said, he had no support. Barkley's coming this year and has did that superbly. I'll be honest with you, the Barkley one, when you signed Barkley, at first I was a bit, I was a bit jealous. I've always liked Barkley. But then I did think, fucking hell, is this going to turn into a, a Danny Drinkwater sort of signing where he comes on? He ain't fit. He hasn't played for a while. He's there for a bit of a pay packet or whatever. But he has been the complete yeah. opposite. It's been an absolute master job. But from what I've seen, Dean Smith, and I've been Dean Smith's biggest critic, critic by the way, um, you know, he seems to have almost got a, a balance of actually being fairly tight at the back so you're not feeling like you're exposed all the time, attacking with intent and purpose. You've got a squad now where you've got decent options off the bench. Whereas last year, you seem to spend loads of money And I looked at your Mm. 16s, I'd be like, Like, who's that? Like, Do
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, last year you had the likes of, you know, we had had two big injuries, really. We had Wesley, um, our main striker at the time, uh, and obviously Heaton as well. Um, But like you said, our back four last year looked like a mess at times. Mm. It looked like you could just attack at will. Um, I don't think our, I think it has a little bit... Our style of football has changed, but it's changed because of the people we've brought in.
1: It's not, just become more not, solid.
2: It, yeah, so the back four's now more solid. The, the goalkeeper in there, mm. Martinez, is, I think, is, is quality. Um, and then you've, you've got the addition of Barkley, uh, Matty Cash, Ollie Watkins as well, who is phenomenal, he really. Was, yeah, pretty, excellent. Yeah, yeah, to, he's done really, really well, really well. Yeah. And,
1: um, and again, you know, again, I held oh, my hands up, I question that sign. I thought, bleeding now, 30 million on I, a I, You know. Hmm? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't. Or, you
0: know, I've, I've got to say, I didn't. I, as soon as, as soon as Brentford didn't get over the line, it was like, right, somebody's going to be paying thirty million for both of Benrama Rama and um, and Watkins. And uh, if I was running a football club, if Albion had half a budget, like that, Watkins would have been top of the list for me. He's an absolutely phenomenal striker at the level. He's not. He's not necessarily going to go on to more because you can never really say, but anyone who's below sort of 10th in the Premier League can do a lot worse than Ollie Watkins he's a, he's a mm. very very tidy striker
2: yeah I'd agree with that uh, I do worry at times I do worry at times though um, I, feel, I feel like we've got no kind of plan B. I feel like we've got one way of playing and we hope that's going to work and if it doesn't we'll just continue down that path a bit like last season but join again the club, we look n- a lot better the club. <laughs> Yeah, right. yes. we'll where, where did
0: you guys get a plan A because we haven't got one I desperately want a plan A oh, 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 it's oh, much god. Get,
2: getting a player sent off isn't
0: it um, yeah no, yeah. so one, two, one needs to lose their head and that sparks the, uh, yeah, the yeah. simultaneous head loss of every <laughs> Albion fan every Albion player Billich. oh god Bilic didn't get sent off this time that was
2: unbelievable nice. yeah, yeah. improvements yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: massive he's, he's going in the right direction um yeah, so I, I I think Villa will be will hit a patch of bad form, and Villa will be in the conversation for. ooh, could they fall into it? But I think they'll be fine. I think I yeah, the, Villa more, will more than thirteen, fourteenth. There's too many good sides, I think, and it is that a bit of that Villa haven't got a plan B. Whereas you look at the likes of Leicester, Wolves, Everton. They're all going to f- come to be finished above Villa and then that at mm. uh, Southampton. Then that we're down to 10th there. So, yeah, I think Villa, Villa will be fine. They'll coast to a sort of 13th, 14th. But there might become yeah. a time when it's like, oh, hang on, are we in a, are we in a relegation scrap here?
2: Mm, I agree with that. And, it, you know, it goes on injuries as well. If we have any, any injuries to obviously Barker's out at the minute, but if Greenish goes out with an injury and we, we rely on backups, the golden Boy, you know, we've got yeah. Henry Lansbury, I think, still on the bench. So. Yeah, I mean, is he still, knock, still knocking? Is he it still, out? There? Wow. Yeah, he's still knocking around? Yeah, wow. Yeah, still around. I think
0: the the biggest know. the biggest problem for Villa would be losing Mings or Conser. Um, I really like Esri Conser. Again, this is going to be a Brentford loving um from me. Here. <laughs> but <laughs> I think Esri Conser is a very very shrewd bit of business as well. I think if Villa were to have any changes to that back four, then they would look very vulnerable all of a sudden. Um, but they they've got strong yeah. foundations
2: with that back four yeah. currently. Mings does worry me a little bit though he uh, yeah. gets into the England team well he seems to think he's a footballer at times <laughs> I, I know uh, it goes without saying he is but like he seems to think he's a creative midfielder and I'm thinking I'll oh, just, just get rid of it at times who, who do you think you are of... Connor
0: Cody <laughs> 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 exactly. I think I think he tried
2: a cross turn last week and I was just like what are you doing there um, oh, yeah, I'd
0: like to see Branislav Ivanovic try a Cruyff, sir, to be fair <laughs> Christ <laughs> He'd be out for
2: three I months think- doing that <laughs> <laughs> I think he was around when uh, Cruyff originated
0: it, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh god Well, um, moving on from Villa yeah. uh, Thanks for that, Kirko Moving yeah, no, on from much. Villa Let's have a look at last week um, JB, I was just saying off-air um, Before we started there that when we got done 5-1, and we'll go into this in a minute, but when yeah, we yeah. got done 5-1, I was watching the messages come through. Obviously, it's not just from you. It's from yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody. Everyone loves sure, to jump sure. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone's taking the piss. And I was I, I looking at my phone and I was thinking, God, I hope Liverpool absolutely batter Wolves. I, if Wolves yeah. don't get done 3 or 4-0, I'm not recording the podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> Lo and yeah. behold, Mohamed Salah Thanks. came through big time. And then uh, sort of spurred me on to actually do the podcast, because it's going to be both ways. But um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with our dismal performance, your dismal performance? Let's let's, talk about it again, so we don't have to. I know. No, let's do Wolves
1: in the pool. Um, It was, like you say, I found it quite a bizarre game to watch. I I looked, as I said, podcast last week, the eternal optimist in me. I, I genuinely fancied us to get something there. Genuinely did. Um, I looked at the team that he put out, and I was like, "I like that, I you really talk, like you that
0: to me into it on the pod as well yeah, like yeah. K- pretty K- 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 in the end?
1: Kirko called the the false nine we, we, we put in sitting in between Neto and, and treore I, yeah. I looked at us, I looked at that team and I was like, do you know what we're in this, and to be honest with you, first half, I thought we played well, we created chances Treore got, got, got the better of um oh God it was it was the his um what's his face? Williams. Uh, yeah, got, got the better of him a number of times. We looked comfortable. We, we had chances. And then Cody does a very uncharacteristic... I don't know if he doesn't hear the call or doesn't see Salah coming in. I'm not quite sure. But like, obvious mistake. We go 1-0 down. That takes the, the wind out of our sails. Um, and even at 1-0 at half time, I thought, you know what, we were the better side first half, bar none. And then lo and behold, second half, it was just... It was just a bizarre game. Like I said, Liverpool were so clinical. That was the massive difference. They were just so, so clinical. Um, I think when I, mean, I saw a that was a bizarre stat, actually. I looked and I think Wolves had five shots on target and Liverpool had six. And, mm. and, and Liverpool scored four. Mm. And, and that's not me saying Wolves were, Wolves were as good as Liverpool and it was a 50-50 game. I'm not implying that at all. But that that is the difference. You know, we created five clear, cl- clear cut shots on target, and, and, and we, we, we were nowhere near even laying a glove on them, as Kirko eloquently put to me. And they literally, six chances, four goals, bang out of sight. Um, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and that was the, the, the key thing, really. Um, and I just felt like a little bit like, I felt like we, we go with the ghost a bit. We missed Jimenez. I know this is always going to come back to bite us. We missed him massively. Um, I was disappointed to see Silver start to be honest with you I think it's so hard to chuck him on at 70 odd minutes when you're 3-0 down and expect him to make some kind of impact because when he came on early doors against Arsenal and had 70 odd minutes on his belt he was excellent and he was key to actually us beating Arsenal in terms of what it, how he pulled the Arsenal defence about I felt it was really harsh dropping him even though I was happy with, with the full nine and the Pedence role I, I felt it was really harsh on, on him being dropped um, I think he'll start against Villa. I think he'll deserve to. And we need to see more of him. Listen, you know, if you spend £35 million on someone, whether they're 18, 28, 38, whatever, they've got to get some money's worth out of him. We need to see more of him. Um, So, yeah, I'm digressing a little bit. Obviously, I will come on to the previews. But, yeah, just it was disappointing. I looked at that team. I looked at the Liverpool team. I thought we had enough to get something. They were just far more clinical than us. We gave up the ghost a bit in the second half and they took full advantage and I've got, I've got no complaints. And as I say, it was, it was a difficult, it was difficult viewing at times. Particularly, well, second half was really difficult viewing. Um, I walked out a couple of times and got myself a drink and de- de- delayed my walk through the corridor back.
0: Um, oh God's sake, to, it's to, 3-0. To, I'm going to get Do you know what did, I
1: did? i did it's 4-0. To, uh, yeah, it, it was and it got to 4-0. Four, I turned the TV you know, I went down to keep watching that. When I checked my phone at full time, it was still fun. I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. And that, yeah. that was that, that. summed it up. I was actually saying thank fuck it's in four because it was one of those second halves, um, disappointing. And if we go and put on a show on Saturday, it'll be forgotten. It's one of those. But if if, if Villa gets something, and we'll also know we'll touch on the Villa. We'll talk about Villa Wolves in a bit. It, it poses a lot of questions, um, potentially about recruitment. Actually, but uh, but yeah, disappointing. Liverpool fully deserved it. We weren't at the races. And we need to move on and move on fast. And I think unless you've always got anything to throw in that I've missed or whatever, feel free. Um,
0: just a, a couple of things, yeah. So I wouldn't, as you know, say it'll all be forgotten if you perform against Villa. I think it'll all be forgotten anyway. It's the first game without Jimenez. Best team in the world. They were very clinical, as you say. Um, yeah. Just, just one of those days. Um mm. And yeah, yeah, I would I would have massive question marks over recruitment because we mentioned on Pod one or Pod about two, about you, you said if Jimenez mm-hmm. gets injured, we we I, ca- I called it trouble. didn't I? I? called it. I called um, it. And an eighteen-year-old with three senior games isn't isn't appropriate back up it's ridiculous at at,
1: at 35 minutes and listen you know potentially in 7-8 years time that kid could be worth 100 million we don't know yet but in terms terms of it doesn't doesn't matter matter, does it it it, it doesn't matter right here right now like like I said I called it I said if Jimenez gets some kind of long term injury where do we go because since we have come up everything has gone through Jimenez everything everything
0: Yeah, Yeah. and there's
1: never been even when we brought brought Catrone from for not Fiorentina from AC Milan he was never we, we never almost had a plan B I know it's so cheesy a plan B style of play where we go right Jimenez gets injured Katrone comes in we were almost like you know what we looked him in the Jimenez position and I was like you know what you can't fill Jimenez's boots we bombed him off to Fiorentina we've relied on Jimenez's fitness and da 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 da, da. and it was always my big concern and, and like I said I don't know I don't want to go all negative early doors because we've been trounced and, and throw shade on Fabio Silva early doors because I'm not about that.
0: No, it's, it's nothing to do with it, Fabio it, Silva. Yeah, it's yeah. Recruit, it's, just a, it's not it's, good it's, enough. I'm just
1: thinking, if we're going to spend the money that we do and we, the, 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 the wealth that Wolves have got, I'm thinking, do you know what? We could have gone out and got an Ollie Watkins, a whoever, you know, someone who... Do you know what I'm saying? Rather than some unproven 18-year-old, they were going to have to wait six, seven years to even get get get, get involved. And that was my concern. I'm touching the wood next to me, hoping that it doesn't come to fruition. Um, we'll see more. Do you know what? December will be an interesting month, as will January in terms of the, the recruitment. But, yeah.
2: yeah. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it, I think? Um, because Wolves have kind of gone away from that counter-attacking style of football. Yeah. Where... You know, you look on Sunday and you think, right, put Traor up there and just let, let him just run at people. And, mm. and you know, I think it Matip and Fabinho, was it, centre-halves? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's yeah. it. They were still they're, playing they're that high line base. as well. Yeah, yeah,
2: just, yeah. Just, just, just get him up there, counter-attack. And the, the Wolves of last season may have got something there. Um, and mm. I think, it, you know, that change of style doesn't, doesn't help against the bigger teams, I think, where no. they just kind of attack you and make you, you know, force you back. Yeah, uh, yeah as well as, as as if you start Silver and uh, I think we'll talk about it as well on uh, the previews to the, the Villa yeah. Wolves, it's kinda of like you know, it's a young lad, you're throwing him in there, could he could he have an absolute shocker and get pulled off after forty-five. And you've seen and, and you've seen you it
1: happen. On? And you've seen it and who mm-hmm. you bring on. Well the only option is, listen, without Silver, your only option is if if he's playing the front three your only option is he's playing what he did against report. You're pedanting the false nine role, or as he has done before, Traore through the middle. I
0: don't you know, think Traore through um, the middle will but, work but, against
1: And I'm, not, I, I, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that will either. Yeah. You know, does he bring up a couple of the under? He's got some under twenty-three lads that that, that, that are high quality in the under 23s mm. Is it too big a to of fire? I don't know. Time will tell. December's going to be. Sorry, I've got heartburn, guys. Um, December's going <laughs> to be a. Um, well, listen, Christmas, the festive period, it's a long old slog anyway. But yeah. without your only main striker and your, you know what I mean? And Wolves are notoriously slow in the transfer market. I would be very surprised if we go out and buy a striker in the first week of January. Do you, it, 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 do you know what I'm saying? We're notoriously slow. It wouldn't, Some clubs yeah,
0: like, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Wolves don't sign a striker in January. It, it, That's absolutely, genuinely and you know what they are, yeah.
1: I believe I believe absolutely. I can bind to yeah. that. Bind to that hundred percent. But hey, you know what? It is what it is. We'll talk more. So yeah.
0: Wolves recruitment is what's made them where they are today. You know, you have not, to trust the process. Yeah, yeah. So. You have to, you yeah, know, yeah. You have not to not trust the process. It. Um so moving on to Albion. Thanks for that, JB. Moving on to Albion. Um really, really poor day at the office. Um but the I, the one sort of thing I do have to say no I'll stop you there. I don't agree with it when people are piling on the Albion. And you were very, very, very vocal about this on social media, JB. I don't know if you're after bites, um probably were. But this this notion of oh we'd, we'd have been we have been battered eleven versus eleven. That's how much better Palace were and it's like Yeah, okay. But it was when it was eleven versus eleven, we were one all and we were on top of the game. And it's like how can you how can you say We'd have been yeah. battered 11 versus 11. We've yeah, lost yeah. our most creative player who incidentally will be out for when we play Villa in two weeks which mm-hmm. is fortunate for Villa because um, Pereira is, our, is everything we have creatively. I think that is, that is absolutely brilliant for the likes of Newcastle um, and Villa. I think, is it City we play next week as well? Is it City or is it Liverpool? I think it's City. Um, Actually, someone we won't beat anyway um, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah so Pereira's sending off was the pivotal moment and I don't think it was a red card I think he's it's it's that classic get off sort of like it he's been fouled and the lads stood over him and Pereira's falling back and he's gone get off like you, you do it all the time in Sunday league you do it all the time in football it never gets punished and like I can't believe he's been sent off for that I don't know what you lads think him,
1: H- Jimenez versus Leeds Early on in the season, was far, far. How Jimenez sat on the pitch, I'll be surprised. I don't even I don't know if you saw it. I do it, but yeah, you can yeah, remember yeah. it. Like, yeah, I remember Jimenez, that one, yeah. It was a bit like, did Harry Maguire do it? Yeah, he, he kicked the yeah, issue yeah, and that was a proper yeah. kick. Jimenez was up there, Jimenez was up there, and I was actually surprised when Jimenez got away with it. Pereira yeah. was, wasn't even. If, no, if, was if, 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 Jimenez, if Jimenez was a, a 9 out of 10, Yeah. If, if, Pereira was. was two or three, two, if yeah, that sort yeah, of thing, yeah, do you know different. what I mean? Um, and
0: and it, it was the pivotal moment. Like, it's all, it's all well and good having the I crack saying we'd have been beaten at 11 versus yeah, yeah. 11, but we were playing well. And you've got, you've got to sort of take that 45 minutes in a vacuum because we go back a few weeks, and from when we played Fulham, which was terrible, um, we've played Man United, we've played Tottenham, we've played Sheffield United, and we've played 45 minutes against... Um, Against Palace. Palace, thank you very much. Against Palace, and we've been good for that's 90, 180, um, 270 plus 45, uh, 315 minutes there. I've got good Premier League football. I know we lost two of those games and won one, but the performances have gotten a lot better. Um, and I yeah. feel like this. This calamitous performance in the second half could have serious repercussions going forward, and that's been our problem a lot recently. We've had little little flashpoints, and they've caused these moments of almost PTSD, these moments of, of, of frailty, uh, fragility, and we just look like you could, a hot knife through butter when people are attacking us at times and it's, it's worrying. It's, it's it's like mental scarring from last season, almost whenever a question's asked, we've not got the answer. It's just a bit, it's a bit concerning, it's sort of writing on the wall form, those kind of it's traits. What, it's what, it, it, it
1: was worrying for me. I mean, I, like I said, I did go in a little bit and, and, I, and I said the 11, the 11, the 11 thing. And the reason, let me just, just touch on that. The reason why I said that, and I, I said to you on the text, when we, we were speaking, um, was like I said, I said, based on what's happened so far this season, every time a team has stepped up, you've, you've, you've lost or crumbled kind of thing. And I, I in my head, I, I, no, I look, I'm not Mystic Meg. No one knows what would have happened second half. I, I agree with you on that one. I can't. What I'm trying to say is just a generalized opinion. I would have thought that you'd have probably lost because I think Palace would have stepped it up. But that's a fair no one point. Can yeah. that. that you know what I mean. Likewise, the way that Albion were on top going into the, the Pereira sending off, the argument could be 50 50. Actually, you'd have gone on and won the game. My concern, as I said to you, was obviously yes, of course, you're down to 10 men. It's it's crap. But actually, sometimes it's notoriously harder to play against 10 men. And actually, you know, sometimes a lot of the time when you've got 10 men, you almost come together a little bit more and you kind of, you know, you, you know that you might lose, but you don't want to go out in a whimper. Yeah. So the, the yeah, that someone else mentioned and that. that. Was, and that was my thing. Like I, yeah, to, to, I get that. To crumble, yeah. to crumble and, 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 and concede four goals in the second half. And he couldn't, should have been more. You know, that was the worrying aspect for me. As I touched on with you on the message as well, I said to be at minus 16 already, you know, you look, obviously, if you fail, there's a couple of teams, I think minus 40, minus four, 15 as, as well, I think. So it's pretty tight in terms of garlic. But these kind of games, if, if you are level pegging coming towards the end of the season, these kind of games when you've been trounced five or something could come into play. And that was only my yeah. concern, just the way well, you just collapsed. Yeah, and, and it's
0: interesting because we've been trounced twice, five, and we did it with 10 men both times and it was one all um, when it happened um, in both games. It was one all when it happened in both games and um, yeah, we sort of crumbled for both games. The one thing I would say is yes, it can be easier playing 10 men and you should band together when you get a sending off and all that stuff. But with players like Zaha and Eberi who whose sole aim is to beat a man, isolate a man, drag people out of position that's the best way to beat 10 men. And that that's why they made us look silly. And we're playing a new system. We've got three at the back. We, I mean, as soon as that red card happened, a team like Palace are going to chew you up because they're they are all about individual brilliance. If you were playing Man City, then then you would ha- they would have to be very patient to break you down because you're just going a, in a nine-man low block. If you were playing even Wolves, who haven't got that sort of... that Palace style of like... Individual brilliance, And yeah, the wolves yeah. are, a, are an efficient unit, unit of athletes, yeah. yeah. Um There are certain teams against whom it would be easier, and there mm. are certain teams that ten men is like your last right. And I think that that Palace are one of those teams. Kirko, did you catch either of the games this weekend—the Albion or the Wolves game?
2: Yeah, yeah. I made, uh, I made a uh, kind of. Um, thing to watch them both really because so I knew I was going yeah. on the pod so I thought I'd best do my homework um, and yeah that I think the Albion yeah, we'll <laughs> 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 um, as well they, they remind me a lot of Villa last year uh, it's
0: funny you say their, that I was thinking that on the train home from work in, yeah yeah it was, I was, I was it, thinking the, we look like Villa toothless like last season
2: mm, and I, and I think um, the recruitment has been great um, mm. you know, on the budget that you've got, it's been good, but yeah, and that, that is the to, yeah, yeah. That's
0: the caveat, but it, it, that doesn't cut it. You don't get graded on it, it does it no. budget or go nah. back to Fabio Silva? <laughs> like, graded Ian Garner is going to be an excellent asset in a few years. Carl and Grant, we've got them on a six year contract, Pereira, five year contract. This is good mm. long term business. Is it going to keep us in the Premier League? Who knows? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. And I, I really like that, Gallagher. I said to uh.
0: Like, well, yeah. Yeah. what a player on
2: Sunday I said he, he looks phenomenal really yeah. good yeah.
0: Um,
2: and I, I think, think he's going to you know he's, he's, he's going to win you a few games this year his style of play already his ability to, style, to yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly so his, his style and ability to be able to kind of win you games I just think it's mm. you know if you've got uh, Kyle Bartley back. he from, from the back. Chelsea Chelsea, uh, Chelsea
0: yeah, on Kyle, right. yeah I uh, couldn't agree more on Kyle Bartley and that's why Billich was livid that Hagazi was sold I think because mm. uh, we, we just haven't got the, it's, uh, Ivanovic is fine but you have to play a back three to accommodate him because of his pace and you have to play partly one side and you have to play a J the other side so they can cover And you, you can't afford to be accommodating a 36 year old centre back in your system just because he's experienced and we've, we've really shifted the team just so we can protect and shoehorn Branislav Ivanovic and yeah. I think maybe when we look back at the end of the season, we might think, "Why did we do that? Why? Why did we try so hard to get Ivanovic in at centre back um, when maybe a back four? I know Bartley's not great, but a back four of Bartley and a J might have been a little bit more conventional. We might—I don't know—but since they've made this change in the system, things have results have have took a. Or performances have taken a turn for the better so I don't mm. know Kyle Bartley worries me mate Kyle Bartley keeps me up at night Kirko <laughs> 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 um, yeah I would have loved to have signed Esri Conta last season before he went to Villa This uh, it's a proper hipster move to what it used to be it's not so much anymore to just sign the players that Brentford are selling um, but I think Villa have done really well in their recruitment there um, obviously they took the old manager as well uh, and I think I would, I would have yeah I would have much rather sign the likes of Ezri Concert and Ollie Watkins. Um, but, you know, on to next week, and it is another big game for the Albion. Before we review, review rather, before we preview next week's games, uh, we're going to move on to the feature that we have been rolling out recently, which is our 21st-7 combined Black Country 11. Okay, and today we're going to be looking at centre-backs. In this week's episode, we will put forward both centre-backs for Albion and both centre-backs for Wolves we just happen to have a glamorous assistant on hand who shall decide <laughs> <laughs> one of the centre-backs so he'll pick between one of the two centre-back pairings so that could be Kyle Bartley or it could be Max Kilman and uh, Kirko will tell us who he fancies in there and then we'll put the other centre-back choice to a public vote as we've been doing the last few weeks um as ever thank you to everybody who did vote in that uh, last week and thanks for anyone who got involved on social media um it was good fun again um this uh we had um so i'm just trying to think who we've got so far so we've got Patricia, we've got chris brunt and in at right back we've got Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty, yeah, of course. Doc. Yeah, he beat out Craig Dawson. That was close enough. I thought yeah, it was, it was be. close, yeah. Was I accidentally close. Yeah, voted was close. for Matt Doherty and I kind of thought, yeah, maybe that's right. <laughs> 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 it might have been what, what was yeah, deserved. Yeah. So, moving on from right-backs last week, we are going to complete our back four with two centre-backs. So, JB, I'm going to come to you first. Um, and for this... Uh, centre-back choice we are going to get Kirko to decide um, so those of you listening at home listen intently but you're not going to have your say on this hold your horses for that and you will have your say on our second of the second centre-back in our centre-back pairing okay JB who's your first nomination?
1: Okay I'll read off nice and quick so my first centre-back nomination is the one and only uh, Big Willy Bolly um, when he came in from Porto um, initially on loan actually um, not many people I don't think had heard of, it, had heard of him. Um, but almost immediately, To be honest with you, that first season of the Championship, it was a little bit embarrassing because he, it was that easy for him. He's absolute mustard. Rolls-Royce, he's, he's quick. He's strong. He can play off both feet. He can play as a back four. He's obviously more comfortable on, on the right-hand side of, of, of a back three. Um, he's just absolutely brilliant. And, and I am surprised that none of the the... the 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 bigger teams have come in looking for him. I think it was midway through the championship season or was at the end of when we got promoted. I think we signed for 15 mil or 15.1 mil. Absolute snip. Um, And yeah, he's just been exquisite for us. I I could probably count on one hand, only bad games he's had in two and a half seasons. Would it be three and a half seasons now, sorry. Yeah, three and a half seasons. Um, Yeah, he's just just immense. Um, He's just a fantastically good footballer. Every time, he's at ease on the deck as he's in the air. You just never feel that any, whoever we're playing, you never feel like worried that they're going to get past him or anything like that. No matter who it is, whether it's a big, strong centre-forward, are you thinking, hang on a second, are they going to get bullied here? Like, you know, if a big, strong centre-forward going to come up against Conor Cody, you're thinking, hang on a second here. But against Bolly, no problem. Likewise, you've got a kind of an Aguero, sort of Rashford, sort of Martial-style player. At just as ease as well. Just a tremendous, tremendous centre-back. The best centre-back I've seen at Wolves in, in my lifetime anyway, um, bar none. And yeah, so it's quite a comfortable nomination for me, willy-bolly.
0: Yeah, thank you, JB. Um, centre-back is actually one of the positions for Albion, one of the few positions, um, where we've got a few names to throw into the hat. Um, we... One of the names who I mentioned at left back was Neil Clement and he is a real, real hero of mine. Um, He was just sublime. Um, His free kicks were awesome. He Always delivered in big moments. Um, He's a real, real cult hero at the Albion as well. Um, But I think if I was going to have Clement in, he would have had to have been at left back because that was probably, if you were to choose, it was probably the stronger of his two positions, but he was very, very versatile. So, um, honorable mention for Neil Clements. Um, no honorable mention for the likes of Diego Lugano, um, who is probably the worst centre back that Albion have had. Um, again, coming back to Villa, there is a there's a game against Villa. I remember Lugano had an absolute shocker, um, and we lost. I think was it that FA Cup game, and you got to the semi final, Kirko, when. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, Grealish, I think scored models, that name. Grealish was a kid. And like, yeah, I, Diego Lugano I had a shocker. Yeah, anyway, I don't know why I'm bringing up Lugano <laughs> now because it's supposed, <laughs> to be, supposed to be nostalgia, not um, trauma. So uh, I'm going to go with Johnny Evans. Um, putting the name straight out there. Now, Johnny Evans didn't quite manage 100 appearances for Albion um, and he did it under Tony Pulis. So a lot of people don't have fond memories of the time. But people used to laugh at the fact that um, he played for Man United, um, Champions League winner, I think he was there in 2008. Um, not too sure on that. He definitely played in Champions League finals anyway, because they've got to two after that. Um, he's won multiple league titles. Fergie loved him. And I never got it. I really didn't get it. I thought, what, what is that? why is this guy who's... Boring as brown bread doing playing for Man United. Um, and then all of a sudden he appeared at Albion and it was like, whoa, hang on. They make centre-backs like that. We don't get to watch centre-backs this, this comfortable on the ball, this composed, this well-organised. Um, and he, he was a breath of fresh air. And again, people laughed when Arsenal came in and they put that big bid in for him and everyone was laughing at Arsenal. And it's like, No, he's that good. I promise you he's that good. And he's moved on from Albion when we got relegated and he's gone to Leicester and improved them immeasurably. Johnny Evans is, uh, to use that that phrase again, a Rolls-Royce of a centre-back. He's excellent. Um, He was always brilliant for the Albion. um, Apart from that last season, but I don't hold that against him because we were pretty shocking all over the pitch. Um, But yeah, Johnny Evans is is one of the best technical centre-backs to have played at the Albion in the last, well, the last 20 years we're going. And he, yeah, he left a good impression on this Albion fan. I hope he left a good impression on most Albion fans, but we have a tendency to maybe hold it against players for a little bit too long when they leave. Because well, it happens to us a lot. When we get relegated, yeah, yeah. people want to move on. When you get relegated as often as we do, um, <laughs> that, that happens quite often. So yeah, Johnny Evans for me against Willy Bolly. Kirko. Kirkows <laughs> <nice> to you.
2: <laughs> you certainly haven't made it easy, have you? Nope. Um, I, I I totally forgot that Evans actually played for you as well, which was Yeah. yeah that was that was shocking. I thought you'd go for <laughs> um for someone else completely. Um I do agree with all the points actually Dave mentioned Johnny Evans. Uh you know, United everyone kinda of laughed and said, you know, what's he doing? What's he, what's he doing playing for United? Um and it did come in at Albion. Um, and make you better, completely made you better, um, and it, you know it's just one of those things that he was. And you know he's moved on to Leicester now, like you said, and he is, what he, what he's done at Leicester and how they play is is phenomenal. Really, you know, he's, he's fitting that system effortlessly. Um, I think I think I'm making towards Bolly mm-hmm. uh, purely on the basis that, like Jack said, I've, I've never personally seen him have a bad game. Uh, I, I don't make a habit of watching wolves, but you know we watch match of the day and things like that, and you, you know catch you know halves of games and stuff. And obviously, living in the area, we do. We have a lot of Wolves fans uh, around. Yeah, and he, you know he's 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 quick. It's unfortunate, isn't it? It's, yeah, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's 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 quick. He, he can win aerial duels. I've you know I've never seen him kind of have you know a mistake in him. Um, he has improved, Cody. I think immeasurably I know, yeah, and, I know I Nuno's got a lot to do with that but you know you play yeah. against you know you play alongside someone like that and it just it makes you look even better um, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, yeah that, that, that's I, yeah and I think you know there's a few players that Wolves have got that have kind of attributed to that uh, and Bolly being one of them so I think for me it's got to be got to be Willie Bolly.
0: yeah I, I think that's probably fair enough I think um, it is probably the glamorous pick and i think that's kind of the point in it you you do want it to become a little bit of a glamorous team you don't want you don't want everyone to be johnny evans and chris brunt um, otherwise it would be the, the 2010s northern ireland team um but uh it, yeah i i can see that willie barley probably does get in Kirk, just how good he is um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen him have a bad game either no nah, but um i am hoping now we are going to the public vote that that the Albion fans, and even some Wolves fans, might might help us out in this vote. Mm. Um, now, I am going to begin. Uh, I'm going to give my centre-back first. Um, and it was a toss-up between two. I nearly picked these two as the two centre-backs. Um, but in the end, I went with Johnny Evans cause, for his technical ability, like I said. Now, an era... At the Albion was defined by the centre-back pairing of Gareth McCauley and Jonas Olsen. Um, we had some great days with them two at the back. Um, think back to some of the games we won, the goals they scored, both of them. Both scored big goals. Uh, Gareth McCauley would always come up with a goal. Jonas Olsen, again, I don't know, it's amazing how often this comes up. Uh, Jonas Olsen scored that day. We beat Wolves 5-1. Um, I don't know why it keeps coming. No, don't know. Don't, don't. It's in my memory. <laughs> really, really
1: um, bizarre. I'll be in mentioning that. Yeah, Mental. it
0: is. Yeah. Mental. Yeah. I, well, to be fair, we know what it's like to get beaten 5-1 by Roy Hodgson now. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think my, I might have to rein that one in. Um, yeah. But yeah, Jonas Olsen loved him. He was a Viking. Everyone loved Jonas Olsen. He was a good laugh. Um, but McCauley was the class act. Macaulay was the class act between the two. Um, I think most Albion fans would agree with that. He, like I said, always scored big goals. He was one of those players that made everyone else look good around him. We signed him well into his 30s from Ipswich. And he, was, he just took to the Premier League like a duck to water. Um, he was fantastic under a number of managers. Really, really good. He was in the team when we finished eighth, which is our highest finish. He played... Um, consistently well when he was playing under pulis Um pulis in fact made him like a a clinical goal machine at times he, he was he was just always a threat from set pieces um and yet he, he just left a really 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 strong impression now i do realize i am picking the 2010s northern Ireland team for my suggestions <laughs> i don't think we've got any more after this <laughs> that's it um, unless I go for Chris Baird in a, in a deep line midfield position. But he didn't really leave a great yeah. impression at the mm. Albion. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: so, yeah, Gareth McCauley is my selection for those of you who will be voting on Twitter. Um, and I will be very disappointed if Gareth McCauley doesn't win. Uh, JB, hit us with yours nomination. Um, yeah, nice quick
1: fire. Like I said, quite difficult actually. You have to sort of really sort of go back and dig into the. the archive of knowledge of sort of centre-halves I've got to be careful as well because as we pointed out a couple of podcasts ago we can only pick three players in the current squad um, otherwise the way that Cody has been up and coming in, in, in his sort of defensive roles under Nuno he, he would have would have been in there but obviously I've had to think about the rest There's of the There's a very modern
0: flavour to the team already because um, absolutely, of how good this absolutely. current eleven is yeah. and,
1: it, and, it w- and it would have been so anyway so and it might be slightly controversial to some Wolves fans because of things that in later life have been said and gone on but I'm going to go back and I'm, I'm, I'm putting forward Johnny Lescott
2: um, Gas yes. he Ooh, he, yeah,
1: not a yeah, he yeah, West yeah, absolutely, absolutely I'm totally going on his time at Wolves because he came through our ranks and I'll be honest with you different era different type of football but I would argue he was probably as good if not better than Bolly. he was he was that good um, Cultured, both-footed, great in the air, Just, Just let me
0: clarify for the soundbite. That's Jolie and
1: Lescott. At Wolves, absolutely. Before your time, you were a young boy
0: when he came. No, cards on the table. Cards on the table, he was excellent at Albion. He was was, absolutely class when he came to the Albion.
1: Yeah, and he was outstanding. Listen, he was unbelievable. A bit like how Bolly took the piss in that championship-winning season when he first came. Les Scott, when he first came onto the scene, everything was just too easy for him. Um, he, he made his way through the English rank, in, for the England ranks. He was instrumental in us getting promoted. When we went, when we sorry, when we went down um, in that really poor season, he stood out like a sore thumb. He was that good. Um, and then That's moved to
0: Everton as well. And then, it?
1: and then yeah. when we went down, obviously all the big clubs are sniffing about, and and we. <laughs> I know going after, like going forward I'm not talking about his loyalty going forward but at that point there was a gentleman's agreement in place where he where he's agreed between the club the wolves needed the money and they and lescott said look I will stay this season to try and get us back up promoted if we go up I'll stay on but if we if we don't get promoted I would like to go on and we we couldn't begrudge him that and he stayed that that, that first season we got relegated well, obviously we didn't go up um, and then he, he, Everton came in, paid the money. I think it was five mil at the time. Um, which a lot of money for a centre-back right there. At, at the time, it was. But then he went on, was outstanding for Everton. got his big move to Man City, won the Premier, Premier League.
0: Winner, England player. He, England player. I think Brilliant when he, went he to came World, to the Albion. World, World, World very, Cups very good.
1: Euros, um, yeah, Albion. he definitely it went 50. to Euros, yeah. Sure yeah, yeah, 100%. So, had a fantastic career. But in terms of his time at Wolves, he was very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, up there with kind of Bolly, Dean Richards, um, that sort, that 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 sort of thing. Um, yeah, really, really, really good player. So that's my nomination. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Off.
0: Like I said, he was very good when he came to the Albion, and he was another one who, who sort of stood yeah. out. Like it was, yeah, like, yeah. wow, he's, he's, he's cultured. A he's a good he was player. cultured, and I feel like cultured. he does. he 's sort of remembered. Not really correctly of of how a how good he was and b what kind of player he was. He's remembered maybe more for a tweet that he claimed went out in his pocket (laughs) while he was at the Villa. Kirko, is he a popular man at Villa Park? (laughs)
2: Uh, I don't think so. Villa fan is he? Than Richards.
0: Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, yeah. I saw the clip of him it, it resurfaced this week of when Villa beat Everton 3-2 in the last minute. I don't know if you saw this on social media. Yeah, Ashley Young, wasn't it? It was Ashley Young, yeah. And, um, Les got scored a 90, 90th minute equaliser to make it 2-all and then Ashley Young went up the other end and scored.
1: Um, I remember that game.
0: But Joly and got, went nuts. He went absolutely mad, like ran down the touchline and it got me thinking, would I set a like that if I scored against the Albion? Do you, I don't know if I would. Kirko, would you celebrate if you scored against the Villa like that?
2: I, I don't. I, it's it's easy to say that I wouldn't, but you don't know. The I, don't, moments, I don't know. I yeah, it must be a strange emotion. I think it's uh, Joe Lolly as well. He's a, he's a big Villa fan. Massive Villa fan. And he, yeah. he he always scores against us, um, and he always celebrates. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it, I think it's one of those. In on, the a, moment, on, a, just...
1: on a lower level, obviously, I, I, I used to work for Wolves, as as you both know. And obviously, within my office and within the club, they, they were fan, there were obviously fans, there were staff that worked there that were fans of the other clubs. So, in my office, there was a guy called Steve, who was a massive Spurs fan. Uh, Jason, he was a massive Liverpool fan, as was Charlie. And obviously, when we got promoted, we were then playing those teams. And I remember saying, to, and, and in the end, obviously, Steve and Charlie, and I know they still support Liverpool, but while at Wolves, when we played those teams, they wanted Wolves to win. And and I, and I was like... And obviously, I never wanted to because I was a Wolves fan working for Wolves. And I always thought, I wondered if I worked for the Villa or the Albion, how I'd feel when, when we yeah. were playing Wolves. Because obviously, we, we, needed, we wanted Wolves to win, no matter who, because obviously, you know, we needed to stay up. In, the, the time that I worked at Wolves between 07 and yeah. 2012 was obviously dog dogs fight every year yeah so so that's the reason why Steve and Jason and Charlie and those boys wanted us to beat Spurs Liverpool because our job's on the line sort of thing and naturally when you work for a club you naturally become a fan you get to know the players and all that sort of stuff but I always thought because I never experienced that because I'm a Wolves fan working for Wolves if I worked for the Albion and well we worked for the Villa and and we were playing Wolves like how would I be able to celebrate a goal what, against the Wolves? I've if, fans, you, if you really? were the big
0: number nine, Jack, and you scored the goal against Wolves, I think I you're celebrating.
1: I, right now, I don't think I could.
0: That's I, maybe, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm on, but, on I, you, I, under the lights. You're playing for, I don't know, playing for Palace. You've got your big money move to Palace. <laughs> living in a penthouse suite in South London. The goals are flowing. You get a goal against Wolves. It's a big goal fair, as well. 91st minute. It's a big there are,
1: goal. There are some fucking dickheads in the South Bank. I probably won't give it up, to be fair. <laughs> Jamie Vardy style. Probably, I, probably <laughs> will, I, probably I probably won't give it to and somebody. There are some dickheads in the South Bank. I probably won't give it up, to be fair, for the jokes. Yeah,
0: I think everybody probably wouldn't be able to resist celebrating if they scored know, yeah, at their home course, ground. Of course. Um, yeah, yeah. So moving on to yeah. uh, the focus of this week, um, yeah. we have a very big West Midlands clash too. um Well, I'll say very big, big enough, big enough. Not massive for either team because they're both sitting in mid-table, but big enough for us. Um, feels pretty big. Um, feels massive. First, yeah, uh, but there's also a big game... Um, on the other half of the black country, Albion oh. playing Newcastle. Um, oh, before I get onto this, I have to shout out a really, really good mate of mine. He, uh, Brad from. He's from Newcastle. I met him at uni in Liverpool. And I never sent this podcast to, to Brad. Never even mentioned it because he's a Newcastle fan. Why would I? every week he texts me and he says oh i love the podcast mate love the podcast keep oh, the podcast up so brad i know you're going to be listening to this uh, enjoy the game this weekend and keep oh, man, listening you viewing figures in the northeast are astronomical We're compared flying. to what we, what we expected <laughs> um so yeah thanks brad and enjoy the game so on to previewing it um newcastle have had a long time off um they had to isolate for um covid reasons the training ground was shut down I'm, I'm not sure who had it whatever but there was a massive yeah. covid breach training ground was shut for a long time um and that could go one of two ways so firstly obviously they could be rusty they could need uh, time to get into it or they could be really rested and really sharp um newcastle have impressed me at times this season i think callum wilson's really surprised me how many goals he's got i don't know if if you guys expected that but I, I honestly didn't think Callum Wilson would take to Newcastle the way he's done. I thought he, Bournemouth was his level, really. No, he's, he's done yeah. well. He,
1: he's one of them players in T-Rage. He just, he, just, he just gets goals wherever he goes. I wouldn't yeah. have turned him down at the Wolves, to be honest with you. Um, I think some Wolves fans they think we're bigger than we are probably would go, oh, no, we're better than Callum Wilson. But not, not an issue. Not an issue. He, he, he'd certainly slot him in, in, that, in the middle of that front three we've got. Um, but, yeah. you know, as part that, of that front three, not, not an issue. And he'd probably thrive, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think it was just quite a shrewd signing actually for um, for Newcastle.
0: Definitely, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with Kirky's agreement as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So big talking point for Albion: there's no Pereira. Uh, it's right, the yeah. first time in a league game since he had a three-match ban last season that we're going to be lining up with Pereira, um, other than when he had his COVID. Uh, problem that was one game. We are so reliant on Pereira. It, we play Pereira. Um, we have changed system to accommodate Pereira at times. He takes all the set pieces. He is magic. He's got this innate ability to see a pass before it's developed and it, it's gone, um, which is a sign of a top player. He is. He is essentially at the heart of all that is good that we do, um, and that's a really, really worrying thought going into three three games without him um especially the first and the last of those three uh, which are Newcastle and Villa of course um now it's going to be a difficult one to predict because we don't know what kind of Newcastle side are going to come out but and this might be the hopeless hopeless optimist in me I just think we might get a result and I might be being absolutely daft here <laughs> and you two might laugh me out of the room but uh, or laugh me out of the Zoom room but I just think we might get a result um, I, and it probably is the hopeless optimist in me but I'm going to go for a 2-1 Albion win which would be the first time we've scored two goals in a game since the Chelsea game. Um, we don't score two very often all of a sudden this season. Um but i think we're going we're going to get a two one win uh, Kirko, obviously you're not in our prediction league, but by all means yeah. make a prediction i
2: I'll, I'll give it a go um I think Newcastle are a really weird team uh you know you've got Bruce Ball so yeah of course yeah, yeah, yeah. no about that um, i think you know if you if you stop Wilson kind of running in behind or or making that space in between the the back three that you've got, you stand a good chance and also if you stop uh, Shelby if you stop him playing and in that space which I, I think, think Gallagher, Gallagher might, might be
0: really good at that yeah exactly yeah, yeah. 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 I think he might do live that. Wire, yeah.
2: um, but like Jack said earlier I think every time a team has stepped up a gear or two Albion have just seemed to crumble or struggle to yeah. keep up with the pace For sure. uh, so yeah I think, I think it's going to be a tight game uh, I think Newcastle
0: 1-0 fair enough good call uh, JB what do you reckon you can't I really to. You can't say five re- one just to,
1: no, no, <laughs> to wire me up. I really, I really wanted, I really wanted to, to, to go different. Cause I, I, I'd said last week. I feel like every week I'm just predicting the Albion are going to lose. Um,
0: but to I, be I fair, think, you're right most weeks.
1: And I am right <laughs> most weeks. To be fair, um, but again, I just feel that I feel that you touched on it earlier. It was a good point that you made about the the COVID. Uh, Breach and the the fact they've been off for ten, eleven days, whatever it's been, maybe longer actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll benefit Newcastle. I think they'll be raring to go. Um, I think that I think I think as Kirk I said they're a bit of a weird side, but generally they are a decent side that they can get results when need be. Um, Shelby and Wilson are, are good players. I think Bruce has got them playing playing good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think I just have a bit too much for you. I'm going I'm going to go two 0 Newcastle.
0: Right, so there so, we have it. Um. No, no, no need to apologise. We are pretty bad, um, but like I said, the, the <laughs> eternal optimist in me can't bring. In a game like Newcastle awesome. at home, I can't. I can't be predicted. You've got, you've got
1: to go for it, Inya. You? Yeah, you've got to yeah go exactly.
0: It. So now let's get into the meat and drink of the podcast. Essentially, why we've got a Villa fan on. Um, I'm just going to set the scene here. So I. Yesterday, I had my driving theory test, uh, which is very late. I should have done that years ago. Uh, I had a driving theory test um, and I passed it, really happy. Everything. Good lad. Congratulations. Yeah, yep. good, 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 good. Congrats. Um, yeah, and I worked just outside Wolverhampton, so I did it in, in town. I did it in Wolverhampton. Um, and my brother gave me a ring. He said, Listen, I need to go to uh, the Molyneux mega store to buy a gift for nieces, nephews, whatever. Um, and I said, Right, I'll hang about. So I went. Walk around uh happens a little bit and then I walk to the Molyneux. And I have never been to the Molyneux on foot. I've never watched a game at, and I have watched a game at the Molyneux, but I think I was dropped off or something. It was when it was, a, it was a long time ago. Um, but I've never walked to the ground from the city centre and I walked through the underpass. Uh you might yep. know this, Jack. Yeah, it's got all the, the wolves sort of the sub- Yeah, the subway. Subway. It's got all the big moments yeah. in Wolves history on it. And the second one on that is the first time that. Wolves ever played a football league match was against Villa in ah. 1888. I think the football league was started. Obviously, West Brom played in that as well. Three yeah. of the founding twelve members of football, and I just yeah, thought that was a great bit of. It was a re- real coincidence that I just happened for yeah, the first yeah. time ever to walk past that and see this stat that came was going to come in really useful. Oh, wow. So it is a very very old rivalry which will be reignited um this. Saturday lunchtime um, yeah, Kirko exactly, I think. you have the honour as the guest what are your thoughts as a Villa fan heading into this game is it a Wolves that can be got at without Jimenez or is it a Wolves to be very very cautious of with how good they've been over the last couple of years
2: um, I th- it's a bit of both I think you know without Jimenez they are a totally different side you, you, can, you can get them but you're still getting at a team that have got Bolly, Cody, Neves. You know, I mean, you're still getting a team that are full of very good players and dangerous players that can turn a game on its head. Um, I think it's potent in the Liverpool game that tried the little dink, tried the little yeah. Cantona-esque chip. Those kind of players can can literally turn a game on its head where it's a bit of a 50 50. Um, but then again, we I think we've got a very good team. I think we've we're very balanced in how we play, how we approach games now. Grealish, again, I think he's going to have a, he's either going to have an absolute field day against Samedo or he's, he's going to really struggle. Um, field day depend, for me. Depend, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, based on what I've seen of Samedo. But then again, if he's got a trailer in front of him, he might help out defensive, defensively mm. against him that way. Um, and also, May target always seems to bottle it against Wolves. So... Uh, that's another one we don't know we don't know Um, but yeah I think we can get to them I think we just need to be careful that we don't kind of open ourselves up Um, the goal against Brighton for example where Ming went on a little bit of a walkabout Uh, I think we just need to be careful of that really
0: yeah for sure I I think um, I think it really could go either way JB what what do you think as a Wolves fan heading into it it's not the same as it would have been last season where Wolves were going in massive, massive favourites. I still no, have no. favourites personally. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, not, think, it's I, I, not what I, it was I, last year.
1: Yeah, I think, I think my marginal favourites, I think, you know, it, it, Kirko, we were texting, I think it was Sunday night in the aftermath of the Liverpool mm. game. Yeah. And, and Kirko made a good point, which I agree. And he said it's for the first time since the Portuguese Nuno revolution it's where you feel that Villa have got half a chance, well, more than half a chance of having that, disrespectfully, Um, where where, where, where they're going to the game. And actually, they can think, you know what, we can get something here. Um, I'll be honest with you, the game makes me a bit nervous. Um, I think because Villa are much better than than what they have been in previous seasons. Um, Greeley Shocker said, is Barkley out Saturday?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, okay. As as far as I'm aware,
1: as far as you, whatever the media reporting, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. But look, Grealish is a player. I, I've I've sixty on on that this kid, and I've been I've made public apologies on this. Cause I've I've, I've <laughs> made it pretty clear in the past that I haven't been his biggest <laughs> fan, but the, but the boys a, the boys a player, um, and 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 when, when he's got the ball at his feet, you know, he will worry anybody, anybody. And I mean that like, in world football, he'd worry anybody in world football. He's that good, um. So there's always that danger. As a team, I don't fear Villa. I just fear I fear the occasion a little bit. Um, but I'm going to fit that on its Ted. Whenever Wolves have had a really bad result, a really negative result, a trouncing, something like that, we have always come back the next week and, we, and we've done the job. Always, always. Mm. And that and that's my sort of my. Um, what I'm cling- not clinging on to. That, that's what I'm, I'm putting, putting my hopes on a little bit in terms of that we will respond. I do trust Nuno. I trust in the process. I trust that he will look at the report game and not make those same mistakes again. The, the thing is, look, Villa are a different animal. Um, are Villa better than Palace? Are Villa better than Southampton? The teams we, we've picked up points against this season. Um, I don't know. I, 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 do you know, I, I think they're kind of that sort of style team. Um, I think it could go either way. I really do. I think it'd be a great game. I think it'd be a really good game. I think the big thing for Wolves, and I have quite an obvious thing to say, is because of the Jimenez injury, and we don't know what Nuno's thinking in terms of Fabio Silva. It will be really interesting to see how he sets up, whether he goes, whether he, you know, is he going to stick with this back four? Is he going to go back, go back to three at the back, and, and, and almost like a three-five-two? Is he going to go a 3 4 three? Will he stick at the back four? We really don't know at the moment. Um, I personally just he'll stick with the back four. I think I he'll think stick at the back four because I think Marcel's come in and he's been excellent. Um, I think he trusts Sameda. I think Sameda has had good games and bad games. I think, I think that's going to be a, a time thing with him. Um, I agree, it's going to be a really interesting battle between him and um, uh, Jack Grealish. Um, or to see where, where Jack comes up. Does Greedy with, with his role, is he is he through the middle more? Is he more sort of out is there? Is it a complete free role? Because as I say, I haven't really watched
2: Villa yeah. properly.
1: I've just seen highlights and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, it, it, is, it is a free role per se, but it, it tends to come in off the left, drifting yeah, yeah. Either, you know, either go down the byline or cut inside and, and bring others into play. Now, with Barkley there, he kind of didn't need to do so much because Barkley drove through the middle with the ball and he really, you know, he's, a, he's a powerful runner, isn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
2: we, we've only had one game without Barkley and then we, we seem to be at a bit of a loss of where to put... I think we started Traore um, and Trezeguet. Yeah. We had Traore mm-hmm. sitting behind uh, Watkins and Grealish on the left and then it quickly realised that Traore couldn't play that role or as well as he thought he could or Dean Smith thought he could. Yeah, um, and Grealish came in the middle, and Troye went out on the left, and him and yeah. Trezeguet swapped over and stuff. So, I think it's I think it's going to be really difficult to say where he plays. I think he's effective yeah. in both areas. Um, Definitely. I've, I've, l- I've,
1: I've... Sorry, carry
2: on. I, sorry, I was going to say um, back when we beat four one in the championship.
1: Yeah,
2: again a game that I didn't think we'd win. Um, I thought that Grealish played kind of centrally there. I think he yeah. kind of really bothered Neves in that role where yeah. he played deep and wanted to dictate play. I'm not saying he's going to do the same again, but he kind of got about him. kind of it's got fu- you know, it's, it's, kind yeah, of Neves a bit it's, unsettled.
1: It's funny you touch on, on that, actually, because I was going to say, I think the one thing that is, whichever formation that he does play, I think the one thing that is guaranteed um, is that he'll play the holding too. Um and 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 I I don't I don't think Neves will start. I think he will go with Moutinho and Den Donka. Um, purely because Moutinho is he, he, mustard and he's he's, he's, he's he, he gets about. He's got that game management, and I think he will be so important on Saturday. And Den mm-hmm. for his legs because he doesn't stop running. And I think I think the the role of Moutinho and Neves in sort of combating Grealish is going to be a real sort of um, game changer. You know, so if if those two can stifle Grealish, there's going to be goals in the game. If if, if this game finishes nil-nil, I'll be absolutely stunned, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I'll be, There'll be goals in the game for, for, from both. I think, I think Villa can attack and be confident that they they will have chances. Likewise with Wolves, but I think if Neves, sorry, if Moutinho and Den that's my assumption. That them two will play, get a stranglehold of that midfield, and are able to stifle Grealish at all to stop him doing what he does best, which is, which is everything goes through Grealish sort of thing. If, if, they, if, those, if those two can stifle him a little bit and do what they do best, I think it changes the complexity of the game a little bit. But that's easier said than done because every team in the Premier League will have that exact same team talk. If you stop yeah. Jack Grealish, then you've got it. Do you know what I mean? So it's not just Wolves doing it, it's every team. But I, yeah. but I believe the Moutinho-Dendonka two um, Will, will, will be really really important I'm really I think it's a cracking game um, I think I think it's going to make really attractive viewing for the neutral um, yeah I, 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 so yeah I, I think I think it can go either way and that, that's why I'm going to I'm going to sit on the fence I'm going to sit on the fence Ooh. Fantastic
0: um, Can I'm not going to let you sit on the fence JB OK you'll um, we'll get splinters doing that uh, Kirko I'll come to you first score prediction what do you reckon
2: uh, so I think opposite. I think it's going to be quite a cagey game. Me too, you Kirko. Know, Me we'll, too. We'll feel we'll feel each other out, and then, you know, I think there'll be chances, but I think it'll be kind of really half chances with the uh, improvements we've made, and also obviously, yeah, you got Patricia in goal and and everyone that the Wolves have got as well. I'm I'm going to edge towards Villa. Obviously, I think we've got a real chance, and I think it'll be either one nil or two one to Villa. Mm.
0: Interesting. Um jb i'm just gonna quickly throw a prediction in uh yeah. i think it'll be nil um, nil no, stick a five
1: stick a five on that mate stick a yeah, five. yeah i on think that. it'll
0: be nil nil i i stick a five on that kind of agree with kirko i think it will be tentative um yeah. obviously when maybe maybe, the bet, to... is... sorry, maybe, sorry, no, maybe the bet is sorry no maybe the bet is nil nil at half time um and then wolves to win Full time because that's what they love to do. But I, yeah, yeah. I, for whatever reason, with the way that Wolves are defensively, and they are quite a defensive outfit, very efficient outfit, mm. and the way that Villa have been over the last six months, um, very, very organised, um, very compact. I think it might, I might, it might be a tight one, and I'm going to go for nil-nil. JB, score prediction? Um, yeah, one all. One all. Okay, so one all, yeah, draw one from all myself, draw from you. So we'll be going the same uh, result for our Prediction yeah. League this week, but not same score. Last not week, just, score, to, yeah. just to update, last week I said that Albion would uh, win and we lost, so I got zero points. JB said that we would draw lose or lose? Two, lose 2-1. Two, yeah. yeah. um, so you got the points for the loss, which is one point. Um, I then foolishly was talked into and listen back to this i was talked into going for a draw um, after saying I can't see Matt, past, I used, I, to can't see past Salah. I used to work
1: in <laughs> I can sell ice to Eskimos, buddy. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: And um, but, yeah, so I I got no points in either game last week. JB, you got one point um, for yeah. getting the Albion result correct, but no correct scores like the week before. So that takes our total scores to I'm I've got three points for the correct score in the Sheffield United game, um, and JB, you have. I think I'm on two, two because you got yeah, both. You've got a about score correct in both weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that just about does us really, Kirko. Thank you for coming on. Have you enjoyed it?
2: It's been a pleasure, mate. Yeah. Absolute yeah. It's pleasure. Been a thank pleasure you. Pleasure to have you on. Um, Albion Please, do Kirkou. play
0: uh, Villa in a few weeks, Kirko. So if uh, you are around and you fancy another jump on. yeah, you can jump on with us yeah, again. Oh, You're welcome to. Definitely. Fantastic. Definitely. JB, um, thanks as always. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and to you. anybody listening, um, if you've got this far, thank you as always. Um, if you are listening on um, maybe Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, particularly Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating, and it can be an honest rating. If you think this is the worst podcast in the world, give us a rating of one. Uh, but if you are enjoying it, uh, give us a rating, please. Give us um, as many five-star ratings as um, you can if people f- are feed, enjoying feed,
1: it feedback is always appreciated is massive. We, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we just want to just learn and, and, and kick on really so absolutely
0: yeah, yeah. We're, always, we're always in the market for feedback always in the markets for um, just general chit chat you know it, yeah. we know it's pretty niche um, but we like, we like to engage with people on social media get people talking so that's, that's kind of what we're all about anything to add JB before we sign off?
1: No just just um, it's gonna be a good weekend of
0: football. Um, I'll be Scythe. on the go- I think I'll be on the golf course when the, Villa play course, Wolves. Or? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Trying try to get a round in before Albion <laughs> be lose to Newcastle. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I'll. I don't know what I'll do. I definitely, uh, I definitely want to watch that game. But it's a big no-no to use your phone on the golf course, so I'll have to catch up later. Um, yeah. But as again, as always, guys, again, thank you for listening. Um, and we'll, we'll see you next week um, for episode eight next week of the Black Country Ramble. I think it's episode seven. Next week's episode seven? Yeah. I think so. Who knows anymore? Thank you, guys. See you next week. Cheers,
1: guys.